Hey, it's Sean. Hey, it's Bree. And this is I Can Explain. The podcast where we answer the questions you are too afraid to ask. And this week's topic isn't a topic, but a special guest. We have Rogue here with us. Thank you for joining us, Rogue. No problem. Shalom. Hi. Happy to be here. (laughs) We are so excited to have you. So Rogue is a non-binary drag blank. I'm going to leave that blank for you to describe a little bit for our listeners. Like right now? Yes. Um, no pressure. I, <laughs> I usually, no, I never say this all the time. Um, no, I usually use artist or performer. Okay. Um, I, if I'm like in a really mainstream crowd, I'll be like, I'm a drag queen. Right. Um, I re- rarely say drag king, even though I think that kind of fits my um, aesthetic, just because I want to keep that um, label like specifically for like drag kings who are proud and like have a lot of passion for drag kingdom i don't know right yeah. totally get that okay so in general drag performer yeah artist drag artist artist artist, artist. artist. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> i love that so i think a lot of our listeners probably traditionally think of drag as something where you're taking your gender that you are off stage and you're changing it on stage. But as someone who's non-binary and goes by pronouns they and them, how is that different for you? Um, it's a lot of freedom. Kind of do whatever I can I swear. Yes. Oh my, fuck oh my yeah. god, great. Otherwise it'll be really stressful. I can do whatever the frick I want. <laughs> no, um, I started out um doing drag when I was when I identified as cis, and me identifying as non-binary isn't necessarily that I don't like change the way i dress um on day to day i do kind of look more masculine i guess on the spectrum um but uh i don't know i can do like once i opened the like club kid uh drag artist realm it was kind of like i can do whatever the fuck i want and why would i not want to do that if i want to do that right it's like taking down any barriers yeah. So Sean and I, when we first saw you perform, was at VNDS, like way back, right? Ooh. This is actually <laughs> where Sean and I first met yeah. at VNDS. Probably like three or four years ago. Yeah, was it that Cute. long ago? Yeah. Amazing. So I was 13. <laughs> <laughs> so when we first saw you there, your drag was very different than it is today. So tell us a little bit about how that's transformed for you over the years. Well, that uh, competition was why I started doing Club Kid stuff, actually, because I (laughs) didn't do as well in that competition that I thought I was going to. Um, I entered it by being like, I, like, would like to win, obviously, but I'm there for a good time. I just want to, like, do a good few weeks, whatever. Um, And then, like, the competition really, really got in my head. And, like, I was like, I need to win. Like, I need to get top three. I got fifth. So it's like, that's not the worst. Mm -hmm. Um, But I had a gig the next day. and. I was so annoyed and defeated that I was like, fuck that. I'm not going to wear a wig. I'm not going to shave. Like, they'll get me as I want to be fucking seen. Like, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I put on, like, barely any makeup and uh, some random ass, like, shorts and a harness and boots. I, like, did a number by Panic of the Disco. And it was, became my most liked photo on Instagram. And I was like, oh, oh maybe <laughs> we're onto something. Yeah. <laughs> like, maybe I'll keep doing this. Yeah. Was that, like, a a freeing moment for you, especially coming out of a competition? Because for people that don't live in Vancouver, uh, Vancouver's Next Drag Superstar, I would say is a competition that's more geared towards traditional drag. Am I wrong in saying that? I think before this last year, yes. I would say, like, when it began to now, it has gone under a 
huge transition, especially from yeah. what we've seen. Um, so Vancouver also doesn't really have like a history of club kids and like that kind of club aesthetic really as much as major cities, like New York and things like yeah. that. So did you find it difficult kind of heading into this new aesthetic? This what? new Yeah. I think it's interesting because like over the past year or like, yes, like Vancouver's next superstar changed a lot in that year. Um, or like between the years, but also Vancouver drag changed like totally hugely between those two uh, dates. Um, so I forgot what I was trying to say. No, I get where you're going. Like, I totally agree. I think there was that weird time frame, and I don't know why it all kind of seemed to happen at once, where everyone went from more traditional drag, where you know you traditionally picture a drag or a drag king kind of like what you'd see on RuPaul's Drag Race to this more freedom aesthetic of just kind of do whatever your drag is. Yeah, and right? people like Made in China, Continental Breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um, PM actually started like later than me, but was a huge um, like uh, inspiration for me to like do kind of like crazy weird makeup, which at this point actually I kind of calmed down a lot. And like, now it's more <laughs> like, now it's more like a man not wearing a wig, but wearing makeup, like woo. Right. Um, which is totally fun and fine. But um, yeah, like seeing Continental Breakfast and Made in China like perform without wigs and not necessarily like corseting or wearing pads, I think was really eye opening because people lived for them. Like they loved them so much. Yeah. And so I was like, I can do that. That's Why not? So, cool. so speaking of your makeup, you have amazing makeup. You're you. uh, you're an artist. You really are. Drag artiste. Seriously. Drag artiste. <laughs> yes. So for those of you who aren't already following Rogue, make sure to follow them on Instagram at it's just Rogue. And you will see their incredible makeup looks. And I want to talk to you about this because I feel like you there's other people in Vancouver that are drag performers that have Instagram, but I feel like you really like take on and own your brand on Instagram. Other people are just kind of posting what they're doing gig wise. So how is Instagram different for you than live performing? And why is it important to you? I love this question. Um, I love (laughs) (laughs) talking about social media and Instagram. I was like, a I okay, so before I did drag, I was like really into like cultivating this like, um, drag aesthetic for me as a boy. Um, and, like, trying to, like, be... Because I wasn't cool in elementary school. And I, like, spent all of high school trying to, like, learn how to be cool. And, like, to try and, like, understand that rhythm, that behavior, that lingo, that style, whatever. And right. so, um, near the end of high school and in the beginning of university, back when I was a mass for mass top. Um, <laughs> Our fave. <laughs> fave. Internalized homophobia. We love that. Um, and so I was really into, like, cultivating this, like personality online that was like cooler than how I actually felt I was in real life and so when I started doing that for drag I kind of was like okay I'm already super annoying about Instagram what if I made that like a thing if I make that my thing then I can't be annoying right like I can't I will be annoying about it but like people can't really put in my face um so I always say I'm a self-proclaimed Instagram sensation and um yeah I kind of just I love attention (laughs) and Instagram is a way to get that, honestly. And yeah, yeah. I love that. And honestly, for me, 
Instagram is like a quantifiable way of attention. Do you yeah. find that? Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> like when you perform, you have people clapping for you, but when you put a picture up, it's like, like how many claps? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, also it's like when you perform, then you go on your phone and there's like 20 videos of people like filming you and you're like, Oh, like I can watch myself after oh, I just loved like, it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Um, but I also love like, it's like Instagram has gotten me where like I can, um, go to other cities and it's like a, it's just a resume like this is what I look like this is what I've done like it just it's all there um, and also I can like meet new people and like engage with like people from New York or Chicago or like I just came out from Seattle Pride and like it's just really it's such a good way to like reach out to other drag artists yeah it makes the world feel smaller and I'm yeah. sure in the drag community feel much smaller do you think that now as someone in drag it's like a must to have an online brand. Yeah, I think it's, I think, it, mm, I don't know if it's a must. I think it's smart too, if you're good at it. Right. If you're not good at it. Maybe not. I think, <laughs> I think it's like a little bit, um, I don't know. There's a lot of like older queens or queens of the older generation that um, like don't have an Instagram, but like get booked a fuck ton because they are like household names at this point. Right. Um, but what I hate, hate, hate is when someone will do drag once and they decided last week they're going to do drag. And then like all of a sudden I get like an account follow that's like my drag account, like everyone has to follow. It's like, bitch, calm the fuck down. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I was practicing makeup in my room for like four months before I even went out. So it's like, I don't think that you have to be so serious about drag all the time. But like all these little baby drag accounts, I'm like, mm, just calm down Get a little back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not gonna fall back babe <laughs> sorry okay that is kind of interesting because there is certain a certain like I don't hierarchy in drag and also an expectation that you kind of have to pay your dues so what would be some tips for someone that wants to get in drag how do they do it the right way quote unquote right way um I think one of the I can only give advice that I got as advice because I really don't. I can't like, I'm not like clearly worked. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, I still feel like a baby drag queen, honestly. Like it's been two and a half years, but I still feel like, uh, like our little baby walking up to like Joni and being like, Oh my God, thank you so much. <laughs> um, but I think just like being nice. Like I think a lot of times you get wrapped up like watching drag race. If you, if that's how you want to start doing drag or if that's how you started doing drag you like get caught up in like the shade of it all and mm -hmm. like the shadiness and like being quick and being witty. And like, those are really great qualities. But, um, like when you're a new person on the scene and everyone in that other, and everyone in that dressing room knows each other and you come in and you like, want to like be shady to someone like, nah, maybe like thank them for having you. Tell them <laughs> they look great. Ask when they should go on, where they should wait, blah, blah, blah. And then say the shady comment. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like set the tone first to be positive. Cause like, we don't know who you are and there's a million baby Queens now. And so, um, yeah, be nice all the time and, uh, know how to cover your brows or fill them in properly. <laughs> Cause when the glue is cracking, <laughs> You are not going to get my attention. <laughs> just fill them in if you can't glue them down. Like just shave them off. Or like, shave them off. It works for me. Yeah. Yes. I feel like it's easier to draw them on normally than it is to, you know? Like, I feel like it's... What do you mean? I, I could draw my eyebrows on now if I shave them off. Oh, yes. But I think it's... Yeah. yeah. It's a whole <laughs> other thing. I think... Yeah, I think because... How do I say this? The way that 
pop culture is going, it's becoming so much more mainstream for drag in general, which is an amazing thing. I think that there's Mm -hmm. more money to be made for all of you that are performing. There's more opportunities, but then everyone kind of wants a piece of the pie that maybe before what wasn't willing to like step into that realm. So is that, do you think that that's why there's so many like drag babies out there nowadays? Like, because it's so, it's like, oh, I saw that on RuPaul. I'll just do that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, people definitely, like, people definitely think it's way easier than it actually is. Um, also easier, people think it's easier to maintain. Like, yeah. I don't know if you ever worked at, like a, like, a place where, like, you have been there for, like, two years, and then, like, someone comes on, and they, like, within two months, they're like, I need a raise. It's like, that's not how this works. <laughs> it's the same with drag. Like, you have to, yeah. like, what we were saying before, like, paying your dues. Yeah. Um, you just, like, work your way up the ladder. And some people do it faster than others, like, made in China. Mm-hmm. like did one number and everyone fell in love it seemed and like good on her and she they're fucking amazing like yeah. they're such a good performer and they have two crowns rightly deserved mm-hmm. um but like someone like me that i like love performing and i like didn't i like like whatever it just took me a lot longer i think to like really climb that ladder right. um and it's just different for everyone I think mm-hmm. I forget what the original question was. Start talking. <laughs> no, I love that. So, do you think having a drag parent is important? And maybe explain what that is for our listeners. Yeah, I mean, I think a drag mentor, a drag parent, a drag mom, yeah, um, is like semi-important. I didn't have one for the first year. I want to say I did drag, and then I got adopted. Um, which was really nice. I always think that being adopted is way better than being birthed because when you're like birthing a new drag persona, you like are stuck with them. <laughs> so you like have no idea how they're going to turn out. Like, like you don't know how they walk in heels. You don't know how they dance. You don't know how they do makeup. You know what I mean? Right. But like when Jane, cause Jane Smoker adopted me, when Jane adopted me, it was almost like this um, sense of like validation that like, she was like, I've, I've seen you do your thing. And like, mm-hmm. I think that you're like, worthy enough to be yourself yeah 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 and i think that is like that's one of my like shining moments of like my drag career just like being adopted not necessarily by jane of course i love jane and i'm obsessed Mm -hmm. with jane but like being adopted is such a compliment you're being seen yeah you're yeah yeah, pretty much that's so cool okay so what is your favorite and least favorite (laughs) thing about being part of the drag community in vancouver or in in general Let's go Vancouver. Um, Where's the tea? Give us the tea. Least favorite and favorite? Yeah. Yes. Rose, um, Thorn, Peak, Valley. <laughs> least favorite is um, I don't have a show yet. Like uh, like my own monthly or weekly mm-hmm. or like yearly, I would even settle for at this point. <laughs> um, which is like a love and hate kind of thing because there's so many people that have weeklies and have monthlies that get so annoyed by it so fast. Right. Um, and they always say, like, you never think it's going to happen. Like, you never think that you'll be annoyed by it. And then you do. And I'm, like, sitting there, like, I won't be annoyed by it. Like, <laughs> give me the resources. I'm willing to risk it. Yeah, I'm willing to risk <laughs> yeah. it. Give me the money. Um, but that's such a minuscule thing in terms of, like, behavior and how we all act. Um, and I think, so that's my least favorite part. I think my favorite part is... Um, it's so funny because people who have been shitty to the community and then shunned by the community will be like, the community sucks. Like, blah, 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 like, fuck the community. Like, someone recently moved to L.A. because they wouldn't get booked here. And it's like, you didn't get booked here because you screwed over every major performer and almost every local queen. It's like, no one one wants to fuck with you, babe. (laughs) 
and word so, travels fast. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Not only gays, but like queer people in general. Yeah. Like we all fucking gab. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I think like when you are in the community and you pay your dues to the community and you're actually nice, like if you actually genuinely like want to create meaningful relationships with other drag performers and drag artists, then like people will pay that respect back. Like, there's, it's rarely, unless you're annoying as fuck. <laughs> Fair. Very valid, yeah. <laughs> That's why Sean and I are invited nowhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. It's, sorry. I just spoiled the secret. <laughs> so, speaking of that, people moving away, do you think that it's getting big enough, Megra, there's enough opportunities that you don't have to move away to do drag? Because I think I've heard some people's opinions that, oh, in order to go to the next step, you have to go to the States. And, but recently we were just talking about how RuPaul's Drag or not RuPaul's Drag Race, just Drag Race Canada got announced. So, like, mm-hmm. how do you think that it's changing? Do you need to move to L.A. or what's the, what's the deal on that? I am not an L.A. girl. I would be right. a New York girl. Yeah. <laughs> um, just to clarify. <laughs> um, L.A. is very business. Right. And New York is very art. And I would like the, of course, they have each other in the other places, but I am. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a Brooklyn girl if I was ever going to move there. Right. And I want to. Um, but I think it's interesting because I have friends. Um, my friend Gluttony travels a lot for work. And she says that the drag uh, culture in America is very, very focused on, like, the rude girl that is there that night or the other girls around her that, like, will be on the next season of Drag Race or will be on this. You know what I mean? It's very focused on the show, mm-hmm. which, like, isn't inherently bad, but does, like, I think probably contribute to, like, all that behaviors of like prioritizing a look or prioritizing like this over how you like treat people, which is what we were saying before. Like, mm-hmm. just be nice. Like, we can be so catty and like rightfully so, but like, I don't know. I just hope that Drag Race Canada doesn't um, like put a divide in the community. What I'm really hoping right. for is some Vancouver versus Toronto versus Montreal drama. Like, that <laughs> oh, shit yeah, would yeah. be the We're fucking there. key. Yeah. There for Ready that. for that. <laughs> like, Vancouver just walks in all chill. Toronto is just like, oh, yeah, blah, blah, Super energetic. And then, like, Montreal walks in with, like, a, like a boa just, for like, a headpiece. Yeah, just like, <laughs> I am art, like, Montreal queen. I don't know. Yes, I love that. I think that that is true because in the States, I can see it being because everyone thinks of the peak being RuPaul's Drag Race. That it's like, that's the end game goal. So when you don't have that here, you're more free to just do what you want because you, you in the past just couldn't even think of that as an option. Right. Totally. Yeah. Do you think that you're going to audition for Drag Race Canada? I want to um, wait after the first season uh, happens just to see how that goes. Um, I was waiting to see if they would allow like club kids and other stuff, but that just came out that it's all genders. So I hope that um, club kids are included in that because otherwise you're missing out on a huge section of drag. Um, But yeah, I think like a season two, season three moment would be kind of cute for me. Intent, Crave Canada. (laughs) (laughs) If you're listening, Crave, OutTV Go, whatever the fuck it is. (laughs) Rob Presents Plus. Subscribe now. (laughs) Um, No, yeah, I would, I would love to be on. I mean, I love, I would live for the like confessional moments. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like I like, uh, that's where I like just like little shady comments or like, Girl, like, I was not gonna lift that. Like, I don't yes. know, like some random tagline. <laughs> that. Like, that's the shit I live for. Speaking of that, confessionals, I feel like you're super outspoken, which is one of the things I love about following you, specifically on Instagram. 
at It's Just Rogue. At It's uh, Just Rogue. <laughs> that plug. Um, why do you think you have that fearlessness to be outspoken about your opinions, whether it's about drag or the community in general? And like, what... Well, my birth mom is very outspoken and will ve- like would be that bitch in the restaurant that's like that's like I ordered my diet coke light ice. This has a lot. Like <laughs> like and she will send it back. Like she's I grew up with like that kind of behavior of like I know what I want and I'm going to demand it. Right. And so I think that fearlessness comes from her um it also comes from the fact that I'm a Sagittarius mm. um with the Libra rising, which means that like <laughs> I am very like fearless and aggressive but like Libra rising so I can like make it like appeal to people and like make it kind of friendly but like you know that like don't fuck with me you know what i mean (laughs) yeah and also like when i believe something if like i usually find information to back that up so it's like i'm not just gonna be like blah 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 i believe this and be like shy about it i'm gonna be like blah blah i believe this and these are the reasons why if you fucking ask me like yeah yeah love that I'm also a Sagittarius, so I feel that. Okay. What's but your rising? Um, I don't know. So I've got to look <gasps> oh into this because now I'm like, oh, I'm missing out on so many things. And I have a cat moon. I don't know what that means, but maybe <laughs> a boy out there will tell me. Hint, hint. I saw a tweet the other day that was like, millennial culture is texting your mom what time was I born? And yes, I, yes. I was like, that really, really speaks. To, there we go. <laughs> okay, that was my problem because I texted my mom and she was like, I don't know. I'm like, oh, do you care? About do you me? care about oh me? My God. So I have bigger issues than my rising currently. <laughs> yeah. Currently, I'm disowning my parents. <laughs> okay, so I wanted to talk to you about, I think a lot of people, you kind of touched on it earlier, don't realize how much work goes into drag. Right. Because I think that happens a lot in the arts in general, but with drag, like the amount of time you take putting into your looks and then like meeting up and setting numbers and pairing numbers. And with that comes, obviously you want to be paid. And do you think there's that respect for you as a professional that there is for other professionals when it comes to payments? Do you ever get asked to do free gigs? Like what's that like? The only free gigs I am asked to do uh recently are for like the dms charity right um and yeah i kind of stopped my whole goal for like vancouver being in vancouver's next superstar was to like leave that by being like i will no longer be doing free gigs pretty much like i want to like be compensated compensated at least like something right if you're not gonna pay me give me like a $50 gift card or yeah. like give me another four bookings that are paid. You know what I mean? Like give yeah. me something that I can like take back. And, um, but yeah, it's hard to, it's really hard for, I assume it's like this with all art, but mm-hmm. like with drag specifically, since it's like not really mainstream yet, it's like really hard to like find that like self-respect almost to like demand what you need to be paid. Right. But it's really nice. Cause sometimes with corporate gigs, I can be like, Four hundred dollars, and they're like, "Oh, I don't know how about two hundred And I'm like, "Great, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's fine, fine too." Like, just like overshoot <laughs> so much because they have the money, and yeah. then they like undersell me. But I'm like, mm, "It's fine, like it's way more than my normal budget." Anyways, <laughs> I just like I can't believe the audacity of some people to think that you can ask for 
a performance for free. Mm -hmm. Because if somebody asked me to do, at the end of the day, it's a a job. And if somebody asked me to do my job for free, I'd be like, fucking eat my ass. (laughs) Yeah. Actually, I'd be like, eat my ass. And then like, (laughs) maybe. (laughs) Eat my ass. And then like, maybe we can talk about it. (laughs) But like, that's just insane to me. Like, it's just so, and also like, disrespectful. Absolutely. And I don't have to get like, ready for hours before I go to do my job, you know? Like, it's more behind the scenes that people don't really think about. Ooh, but also, something to mention is that it is back to, like, paying your dues and, like, climbing the ladder. Like, when I was new, I would do free gigs all the time. Totally. And so it's like, you need to work your way up that ladder to get paid all the time. If that makes sense. A drag intern. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Like, I, yeah, I didn't think, I don't think I got paid for a number for, like, months like yeah it was after the um the brat pack recruit right that was my like outburst into the community or <laughs> outburst no well, that was my said- <laughs> entrance entrance um it was pretty much an outburst though <laughs> but yeah and then um yeah get paid yeah know your worth honestly mm-hmm. i think that's the same for like so many millennials or millennials we use that in generic term but younger people these days are doing entrepreneurial things that don't have a typical like salary structure. So just knowing to, yeah, know your worth and stick up for what you believe your time is worth, I think is like such a huge, it's it's scary to do in the first place. Right. But when you start doing it, then you start making money. Mm -hmm. Something I've been experimenting also is, um, doing makeup on people and how to charge for that. Oh Yes. I feel pretty comfortable in the past year. Like, charging for my uh, numbers or hosting, mm-hmm. whatever it is with me in drag. But I've been testing out the, uh, oh, I'll paint your face for $100. And like, oh, how about uh, actually yeah. 150 because it's be more work. Or like, oh, actually 100 an hour. How about let's do that? And so I've been like testing different waters. And I think I found a system now. But that's been like a new um, frontier. Right. Yeah. Okay. With that, you should totally do tutorials for people that don't just want you to paint their face, but teach them how to do it because don't you think with all the like younger drag people that are coming out of the woodwork that are just going on stage as you mentioned with cracked brows Uh, like (laughs) you could you could position it in a way that like hey come let me know what kind of look you're looking for let's talk about what type of makeup i use like step-by-step stuff i I have thought well no i haven't thought about it (laughs) but like thinking about it (laughs) as you were talking yeah and my brain just went off (laughs) but like i'm 10 years from now no um it's the thing is with that is that i'm not actually trained so i don't actually have any formal training with makeup whereas someone like ray sunshine who's been doing makeup for like years right. i want to say decades but i don't want to age her um <laughs> and i like she has been kind of that like overarching drag mother of vancouver because she's like oh and jaylene time yeah. um jaylene time and ray sunshine are like the makeup like original og gurus of vancouver and i think like a lot of times drag community is like either you went to Ray when you were starting or you went to Jaylene when you were starting and like you kind of like learned like, oh, you buy foundation and then powder. Because honestly, when I was starting, I was like, what the fuck is foundation? Like, yeah. I, like <laughs> I was, I was, what's an eyeshadow? What's a palette? Like, I was like, I didn't know any of these words because like, 
I didn't yeah. need to. Yeah. So, but yeah. now maybe they'll go to Rogue. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Maybe. It's us saying no, it, so no one can say yeah, that you're like, being please, cocky. Yeah. <laughs> do us. Oh my god, stop. Stop. <laughs> please Keep do going. us. Yeah. Oh my gosh, where is this podcast going? Like time time to go. <laughs> is this the fetishes one again? Yeah. <laughs> fetishes part two. You wanna fight clown? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I wanna talk about that. Can we go there? Okay. Do you think that there's certain people that are into like how does drag affect your dating? Or not. Well, okay, I thought you were going to go the sexual route. So yeah, now we're talking about dating. Well, <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> Step one. I didn't want to go in too deep. <laughs> yeah. Pun intended. Oh, I like it deep. <laughs> um, and rough. Um, no, I think... Uh, blah, blah. What was the question? Oh, dating, how dating. sex, right. and drag. I mean, thing. drag when I was dating was, like, fine. Mm-hmm. Um, now that I don't have eyebrows, <laughs> that makes a little bit for the for the viewers, for the listeners. Um, <laughs> I recently got well, not recently actually. In September, I went through a uh, pretty intense breakup, and I was already thinking of uh, shaving off my brows. And so after that happened, I was just like, you know what? Fuck it! I'm just gonna shave off my brows, and I did. Pulled a in November, stars. yeah. <laughs> um, and since then, I have been browless, and it has been subpar for my <laughs> sex life. <laughs> We're a little rogy down there. Um, and yeah, I think it's funny though because I usually go for like my type is like like femme tops. Like I love when they can go, oh yeah, and then like fucking <laughs> choke me and nail me down. Like I. <laughs> I fuck like I I love that kind of shit like that like change that transformation yeah um but I so it's it not actually that much of a problem it's more a problem because I usually fall for bottoms um as I am also on bottom um <laughs> but dating is usually fine it's not like I just don't it's hard for me to find a grinder profile picture because I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to be that twink that, like, has, like, his brows done. But I also don't want to be that fucking alien on the screen that has no eyebrows. <laughs> just, do, just do one, perhaps? Just do one. Yeah, do a half and, yeah, half. and half. So a lot of my photos are, like, me, like, looking down a little bit. So, like, my eyebrow, like, hood, like, kind of, like, looks as it. It's like, I don't know. I think it's hot. But, like, it's very, like, people are like, why are you discreet? And I'm like, oh, honey. <laughs> very not discreet not over discreet. here. Yeah. Oh, and I love that. Okay. So, favorite drag performer in the world and favorite local oh my god the world (laughs) Uh, that sounded so intense the world the world the universe um let's start locally i think um i love the way that jane smoker is my drag mom um and one of the things that i fell in love with her um of course like her aesthetic the branding the yada 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 all that shit um but the performance is so calculated every word has a movement she knows every beat she knows she hits every boom da, ah, ooh, ah. you know what i mean yeah. and that i love that um and i fell in love with that and um so her, one is jane um continental breakfast and pm as a duo are amazing stunning always mm-hmm. um i'm a little salty about it though because they are two club kids that are doing great things <laughs> um, so of course i'm gonna be a little annoyed <laughs> but also i love them a lot and i introduce them so you're welcome for that amazing. um yeah i take full credit absolutely oh God, do. it's yours to take <laughs> and then universe wise like i don't fuck like i don't oh i mean this is gonna sound so stupid and basic but like Aquaria is so fucking good. I mean, it's undeniable. Yeah. 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 Like, oh, uh, 
She's I, yeah, speechless. <laughs> so good, so yeah. good. Okay, so is there any drag style that you don't prefer? Like, is there any, like, way that you would say, like, you don't like when the drag community goes that direction? You mean, like, a drag style? Yeah. I'm not super into the Ben de la Cremes. Not mm-hmm. Ben herself, but the... Specifically just Ben. Yeah, specifically <laughs> just uh, de la Creme. Yeah. <laughs> de la. No, I am... Um, we'll tag her, don't worry. <laughs> Great, yeah. She actually slapped my ass when she was here last year. Amazing. Yeah. It just, wasn't uh, hard enough or something? Like, you're Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. I am um, super salty about it still. <laughs> no, I just don't... I don't necessarily vibe off the, um, the putting on a completely different character. Like, I, I understand when you put on the face and the put on the outfit, you, like, feel a different way. Maybe your voice goes a little higher. Maybe you, like, shift your step a little bit. Like, maybe you say things, whatever. I really, really have a hard time vibing off of, like, like, oh, hello. No, I'm rogue. It's like, I just <laughs> chill the fuck out. Like, like a, smoke a, a full joint. switch. Yeah, <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't fuck with that. And so. Is there a reason? Like, do you feel it's, like, impersonal or is it just a maybe preference? Yeah, I'm just projecting. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, that's probably why. Right. I've never thought about why. Before. Well, I, I definitely feel similarly, and that's how I feel. Like I'm <laughs> projecting. That's how you feel so strong. about me? Uh, <laughs> no, that's that was kind of my gripe with it. Is it feels um, in genuine yeah, to me? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah. That's what you think, too. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah. That's what I think. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, <laughs> no, but I think, yeah, someone like, I have a friend, uh, Gluttony, who does, oh, I mentioned her before, um, who, like, puts on more of a character as well. But she used to do that out of drag when she was out in general. So it's, mm-hmm. it's something like that I, I can fuck with and I do vibe off of because, like, that's just how she is when she's out. Um and honestly, like one on one, like there'll be a little like ooh blah blah. Um, but I don't think there's actually not that many uh, drag people in Vancouver that do that. I can't think of any. Yeah, I can't think of many either. I think for a lot of people listening, um, they might think of drag performers as that style because that's a lot of like where people's minds go if they're in a smaller town or they haven't gone out to see a lot of local drag and they just watch drag on tv um and the big like character persona kind of thing mm-hmm. um and i know like before i started going and seeing local drag shows that's definitely where my mind would go when i thought of drag queens um and it's interesting because i think vancouver is so not that and that's why whenever we talk about drag on this podcast we're like go see local drag like mm-hmm. go see what's in your own backyard because so many people are so into the tv shows and everything these days but like you all are busting your ass out there and there's some incredible local talent specifically in Vancouver. Yeah. Every night of the week, like multiple shows. Yeah. I think also what I love is when we bring people from like, like girls from New York and girls from like Chicago, not necessarily girls that like have been on drag race yet. Um, Mm -hmm. which is a little spoiler if you know about (laughs) the locals and someone who visited recently. Um, but, uh, Shit, I always start something and then I make a joke and I forget where I'm going. <laughs> but no, yeah. So come to a podcast. <laughs> Candy and Toto are two queens that came here recently and they mm-hmm. both said on their last day, they're like, holy shit, like Vancouver is fucking lit with queens and kings and things. Like, they were like, the drag scene here is amazing. Yeah. I didn't expect it. Especially because like Continental Breakfast and PM, when I go to Late Night Snack or one of their shows or just any of our kind of local drag performances... I leave not saying, like, wow, that was a great performance. I leave saying, like, that was one of the best performances that I've seen. And I mean that in, like, a general, like, concerts, anything. Like, you, it's, like, mm-hmm. a full 
full performance, which I don't necessarily think you see all the time, even on Drag Race. Yeah. And a lot of these shows are fucking free. Most of them are free. So you like walk in the door and are you get like an amazing I think bit of entertainment. still cover, but... <laughs> no, a lot of places are free. Like weeknight shows. Like what? Five bucks? Okay, five bucks. It's five bucks. Yeah, five usually bucks. it's five okay. bucks. But what, like... So we're not, we're not on rash. Yeah. You go to like fucking Tokyo Drift 12 and it's nineteen ninety nine to get a ticket at the movies. And you can get like live entertainment. Yeah. Is that a club somewhere? Bucks. I don't know. Is oh, it, you're talking about the movie? movie? Tokyo is it a movie? I oh, hope it's a movie. That's how mask I am. Cars. Yeah, cars. <laughs> so, oh, the car movie? Yeah. It's my and favorite Diesel. franchise. The Pixar Cars? <laughs> cars 2, you mean? Oh, yeah. Okay, so where do you see your drag going? Like, what are some goals besides maybe a weekly show, monthly show? Some- um, I want to, once I get to 10K, so follow It's Just Rogue on Instagram. Yes. I'm going to make a, well, actually, once I get to 9K, I'm going to start, like, filming YouTube nice. videos. So that once I get to 10K where there's a swipe up option. Yes. Uh, yeah, all on the head, babe. Instagram <laughs> sensation. <laughs> um, that, like, I want to just be, I just want to, like, keep doing this. And, like, it's funny because I listened to Jane's podcast before this and she was like, this isn't going to be my full-time thing. Like, I don't want, I'm going to quit someday. And it's like, for me, it's like, I don't want to. Like, I would like this to be I'm very realistic so it's like I have a job I have two other ones right now other than drag but um I would love to make this my full-time gig well I would actually love to make makeup my full-time gig cool. and do drag separately um and so yeah like that's just that's the goal the I goal is that. to not really rely on anyone else uh, but myself Goals for that. 10K yeah. swipe up. <laughs> 10K swipe up, yeah. After 10K, unfollow me, whatever. Uh, Wait, no, no, no. no <laughs> I will be as thirsty as I mean. yeah. Once you get that swipe up, do you don't take, want it to go. Do they take the swipe up away? They do. Yeah, it does. It's like obvious, right? Or that, not obvious, it's automatic. That happened, yeah, that happened oh. to a friend of mine. They got it, and then they like, were all excited, and they Scary. posted like, swipe up. Could you imagine one day you go to do a swipe up? Gone. Gone. Or they do that thing where they like, wipe off all the fake accounts. <laughs> You're back to 9 200, Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! All my bots. Oh my fuck! <laughs> I love that. So much money. Oh my god. Okay. Well, I I'm excited for that for you. I see like a whole personal brand for you when it comes to drag because you are very good at representing your drag online as well as offline, which I think yeah. making money or going places to make it a full-time career is important these days that's just a personal opinion of mine you know i actually sorry no no you oh my god (laughs) okay i guess because i'm the guest Um, (laughs) no yeah i my first um my first round of merch that i made had like just like at it's just rogue blatantly right there with a photo of my face that my friend made or like uh drew up for me and then like the second round of promo was like Shalom high on the front and then at it's just working on the back, but like in grinder message form because like I just am that slutty bitch. And it's like <laughs> I I wanna and I'm gonna have a oh I don't wanna say it on I'm gonna have, have a new thing it. coming out okay. just, like as soon as I have the money for it. <laughs> um but it's gonna roll around something with weed and something with shalom. Love I'll it. let you like think about that. Perfect. <laughs> Drop me a DM at, at it's just rogue. <laughs> ideas. So yeah, so make sure to follow at it's just rogue. Look forward to the YouTube channel. Once the swipe up is there, we yes. get to 10k. Um, and also you post all your kind of gigs on Instagram as well, so people yeah. can find where to find you in person, in the flesh. Is this gonna come out before Pride? Um, yes. And then Pride too. Oh uh, my gosh, where are you performing at Pride? Do you know any? any? In spots you can let yeah. yeah yeah um is that something you're doing yeah. <laughs> do you do yeah. Will you be are there? you that kind you of performer yeah be that kind of artist i don't know <laughs> um no yeah friday i am doing um 
I don't remember the order. I'm doing a Grease show and a Rocky Horror Picture show about celebrities. It may be the Grease on the Friday, or it could be the Grease on the Saturday, but either way. And then on the Friday, Naomi Smalls is coming, and I will be opening for her alongside oh Kendall South and Venus and Alma, and other people, I think. Um, and then Sunday night, I will be walk. Sunday, I'll be walking the parade, and then Sunday night, I will be doing Backdoor. Vancouver, yes. which is actually going to be insane because it's going to be at the abandoned um, Edgewater Edgewater Casino. Yeah, yeah. Oh, holy fuck, shit! shit. Two thousand. Oh my! <laughs> You're going to that? You I just am, bought yeah. tickets to that? I did. Yeah. Accidentally, oh but <laughs> oh, did you buy tickets today? I was in the office. No, I bought her tickets like, accidentally because you know when it says at the top like the four stages of buying a ticket. Yeah. The last stage of buying the ticket was review, so oh. I was like. Of course, I'm just going to review my purchase. <laughs> yeah. And then it was like, next? And I was like, yes, let's review. And then the review was, thank you for your purchase. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I, I love, love it. Yeah. I can't relate because I don't really buy tickets anymore. They got you. Ooh, Ooh, things for must free. be nice. Mm. Must be nice. All right. Well, on that note, please make sure that wherever you are listening, you are following or you're subscribed. If you're listening on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, please give us a review only. If it's five, five stars, only. five only, five only, um, write us a little note. We read all of them and, uh, we love hearing about how great we are. So please do that. And also you can follow us on Instagram at, I can explain podcast. If you want to see what we look like personally, you can follow Sean at Sean.lusk and myself at Brianne Williamson. And of course you can follow our guest rogue at it's just rogue. It's just journey rogue. to 10 K. <laughs> yes. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. You. you didn't look at me when you said that. So I was like, are you saying that to the, to the people? <laughs> Like, I was like, I, I, thank you so much general. for being here too. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, everyone in the microphone, for being here. Yes. All right. That's that. That's oh that. shit, we have yeah, an ending. Have to, come on. <laughs> and on that note, we will see, see you around, around the, the neighborhood. neighborhood.